Hi, and welcome to the Good Health Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Good, a registered nutritional therapy practitioner and functional medicine practitioner. Join me as we explore thyroid, brain, and fatigue conditions with positivity. From Hashimoto's to multiple sclerosis, chronic fatigue to adrenal dysfunction, I've got you covered. With expert advice and tips to help you take action now and inspiring real patient stories from successful individuals who refuse to let their health hold them back. Start your journey to good health today. And don't forget to come and join the conversation on Instagram at good underscore health, that's G-O-O-D-E. Or visit my website at nicolegoodhealth.com to find out more. So today I wanted to dig into one of the pillars of the mitoimmune method, which is the method that I've created from my studies, my experience, my working clinic, and everything that I've done to support clients with their immune health and their energy levels. And the pillar I want to deep dive into this, this mitochondrial health This and immune health really are the first two pillars. So mito within the mitoimmune denotes energy and then immune for immune function. But what actually are the mitochondria and why is mitochondrial health so important? So every cell in our body has mitochondria and you can think of them as the batteries of every cell. So they're the powerhouses. They do this by converting the food and oxygen into cellular energy. And cells in our brain, our nerves, our heart, and our muscles have got really particularly high levels of these mitochondria. So mitochondria are these specialized structures within our cells that are responsible for producing adenosine triphosphate, which is ATP. That's the primary source of cellular energy within our body. And they're unique because they have their own DNA and they evolve from like ancient bacteria and they form this sort of symbiotic relationship with our cells many years ago. And this is a really unique characteristic and it enables them to generate energy through a process called oxidative phosphorylation. So mitochondria are really intrinsically linked to our energy levels. And the ATP produced by these organelles serves as the fuel for all cellular processes that go on in the body. So things like muscle contractions, hormone synthesis, maintenance of body temperature. So when your mitochondria are functioning optimally, you experience things like better stamina physically. So efficient mitochondria will support better endurance, make it easier to engage in physical activity, exercise, lots more energy. You'll also have quicker recovery. So mitochondrial health is crucial for any sort of post-exercise or post-exertion recovery. It helps to repair damaged tissues and it also helps replenish energy stores. We also, when we have this optimal mitochondrial function, have a resistance to fatigue. So with robust mitochondrial function, you're much less likely to experience fatigue and you're much more likely to have sustained energy throughout the day. So when your mitochondria are functioning really well, you're likely to experience several health benefits, including really abundant energy. So that higher level of production of ATP, which translates into increased energy energy levels, vitality, and stamina. Also improved mental clarity. So there's a lot of these within the brain, a lot of these mitochondria in the brain. So we get much sharper cognitive function, enhanced mental clarity. And as the brain relies so heavily on this energy to perform these, you know, the complex tasks, your mitochondrial health is really important for this. We also find that you have a more balanced mood. So mitochondria also play a role in neurotransmitted regulation, which can really help to stabilize your mood and reduce the risk of those mood-related disorders. So anything from, you know, anxiety, depression, anything like that, you also get more efficient metabolism. 
So proper mitochondrial function supports a balanced metabolism, which makes it much easier to maintain healthy weight and to regulate your blood sugar levels. So as you can see, mitochondria really are involved in so many different processes around the body. We talk about them in the sense of energy, but outside of energy, there's also so much more that they are involved in. Now, a byproduct of this chemical reaction that occurs to give us energy, so this reaction that the mitochondria do, this cellular energy, is the production of free radicals. So if you think of the mitochondria as the engines, the free radicals are the fumes that come out of the exhaust. But of course, in our bodies, we don't want those fumes. And this is the free radicals. So the free radicals are roaming around and they need to be neutralized and mopped up. If they aren't cleaned up, they cause damage. And we refer to that damage as oxidative stress. So this damage can be, for example, it it can be cell death, which can occur then in the brain, for example. And this has actually been linked to the onset of neurological conditions like Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, MS, as well as being linked to many of the aging symptoms that we've come to kind of accept as just aging. And we shouldn't have to accept it. These things don't have to be normalized. And this really is where longevity medicine comes into play. And our mitochondria are vital for this aging and longevity process. And we can protect our mitochondria. We can protect our brain health. So let's look a little more at this link between mitochondria and the brain. So the brain is one of the most energy demanding organs in the body. It requires a constant and efficient supply of ATP to carry out functions like thinking, memory formation, maintaining overall cognitive health. And when the mitochondria in the brain cells, the neurons are compromised, it can lead to various neurological issues. So it can lead to things like cognitive decline. So like we've said, it can can impact things like your... Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, things like those sort of neurological conditions. It can also impact mood disorders. So that that impact that they have on the neurotransmitter balance, we can get things like anxiety or depression. It can also lead to symptoms like fatigue and brain fog. So a decline in that mitochondrial energy production can result in difficulties with concentration, difficulties with memory, generally feeling that kind of just brain fog where you just don't feel quite as sharp as you used to. It can actually also lead to increased levels of pain. So you can see already how the mitochondrial health pillar of my mitoimmune method interacts with some of the other pillars, especially brain health, but also hormone health, also cardiometabolic health, immune health, adrenal health, thyroid health. So it links to all these other pillars within the method because the mitochondria are so important around the whole body. So who do we need to support with their mitochondrial health? So in clinic, for me, this is a really vital step to supporting those who are looking to support optimal health and longevity. So those people where they've got fast-paced lives, those fast-paced lives are maybe taking a little bit of a toll, or where you need to be on top of your game and you really want to achieve everything that you want to do in life, but maybe you're starting to to maybe struggle a little bit or feeling those energy dips. So let's take a look at a case study. Let's take a look at one of my clients who recently was struggling with dips in energy, feeling kind of burnt out. So we're going to call this person client A. So client A had no diagnoses. So generally saw herself as somebody who was in good health. She's an actress. She was working with a, a pretty heavy schedule, traveling a lot for work. She was burnt out to the point where 
energy levels were kind of dipping. She was struggling a little bit through the day to keep going as well as she used to. Not to the point where she would have felt there was anything seriously wrong, but just struggling to keep as much energy going through the day as she did before. And also had a little bit of brain fog, didn't feel like she was quite as mentally um, clear as she used to be. She was eating on the road a lot or on set, which she was finding difficult. And in her words, she was just kind of struggling to manage everything that needed doing in day-to-day life. So she lived a really fast-paced, busy life. And as, you know, as well as being, as well as her work, you know, that involved actually being, being an actress and doing the job, you know, she was also going to events a lot. So she was out a lot in the evenings and things like that. So she really lived this kind of fast-paced life. So what did we do? So we started with her gut health. So she had a comprehensive stool test and we found some microbiome imbalance, some yeast overgrowth and some low immune function. So we worked on balancing this out. We supported the gut by removing what shouldn't be there, repairing the gut lining because she had some markers that showed that were consistent with um, intestinal permeability. And then we looked at repopulation of the gut with, with more of the good stuff. We worked on her immune function as well. So she'd found herself feeling pretty low um, quite a lot recently. So just feeling, she she didn't really get sick, but she kind of felt like when she traveled, she felt a little bit worse. Um, it maybe took her a little bit longer to recover. She maybe felt like she might be coming down with something, but sort of didn't really come out with a cold or anything, but just felt like maybe her immune function was a little bit low. And from the test results, we could see that actually it was. So we supported her immune system. She also had an adrenal test and her cortisol levels, the stress hormone, were were pretty low, especially in the morning. And this was really impacting her energy. So we worked to improve her stress hormone balance. That in turn improved her sleep and her energy started to benefit from that. And actually her immune function started to benefit as well. She also then found that this brain fog started to lift, but there were some things there that were still a little bit stubborn. So the, the energy was improving, but not quite getting fully where she wanted it to be. The brain fog was starting to lift, but hadn't kind of totally cleared. So we dug a little bit deeper. We looked at her history. We looked at her lifestyle and we decided that due to all the travel that she did and she was staying in many different places, lots of hotels or sort of rental places, that we would run a mold test to make sure that there wasn't anything. So a mycotoxin test, make sure there wasn't anything underlying there um, and make sure that, you know, actually everything was, was just okay on that front. We had some sort of suspicions from symptoms that there might be something there. And actually the test results came back and she had octoxin A on her results. So we worked on a detoxification protocol with her, further supported the gut and started working on the mitochondria and the brain. So actually mold has a big impact on mitochondria. So um, that's one thing that could have could have caused some mitochondrial damage with her. And what we really did was we started to see that final push towards optimal health. So she really started at this point to feel fully kind of rejuvenated as we worked on removing that underlying that root cause that mold and started working on the mitochondrial support and really in a matter of months she was back to what she described in her words as her old self so she was more present with her family she could handle her workload better she wasn't getting sick when she traveled or she didn't feel like she was kind of coming down with something the brain fog lifted and her energy levels really hugely elevated so she was working um, doing the actual acting again. She was going to all the events again. She didn't feel like she needed to sort of get out of anything or cancel. Um, she was looking after her family. She was exercising sort of five times a week. She was sleeping better and generally just living life really well again. And this was somebody who didn't come to me with a diagnosed illness. So she wasn't somebody who 
she didn't deem herself as being ill. She just didn't quite feel like things were where they used to be, not quite a hundred percent. And she really needed them to be, to be able to do her job and live the life that she wanted to live. She needed to be on top form. And often we just accept these symptoms, you know, we're just tired or we're busy or it's linked to age and and we really shouldn't because we should be able to live optimally. And that's what she did. She decided that she was going to try and figure out what was going on and really get herself back to optimal health. And she did. So that's the first type of client that we often do a lot of work on mitochondria with. But the mitochondria is also really vital for my immune health patients. So those that have thyroid conditions or neurological conditions or really any condition where fatigue or brain fog is a symptom or playing a part. So client B had, she had Hashimoto's when, so she came to me to actually work on her thyroid. That was what she came to me for. So similar to client A, we took a whole body approach like always do with a thyroid case. So we didn't just focus on the thyroid. We worked on her gut. We worked on her adrenals, her immune health, her thyroid, And also we worked on supporting her mitochondria. And the thing that led us to working on the mitochondria was that actually we found when we did a full thyroid panel, which she hadn't had on the NHS, um, we did a very sort of full comprehensive thyroid panel. We could see from that that she, she wasn't converting very well. So while her medication was helping her with TSH and those levels were actually were actually good. So her TSH levels were fine. She wasn't actually converting the T4 to T3. So the two thyroid hormones very well. And when this happens, actually, your mitochondria slow down, so they don't function as well. So from an NHS perspective, from her sort of test that she was having, the TSH results, the blood test, being on the medication, actually things were looking pretty good, but she still wasn't feeling as energized as she hoped. And actually those inflammatory processes were still at play from the Hashimoto's, from the autoimmunity. And it's actually really common to find mitochondrial damage in Hashimoto's. So due to the kind of the free radicals that result from this oxidative stress in the body from having the autoimmunity. So there was two things at play. There was this thyroid conversion that we needed to work on. And then there was the underlying autoimmunity, this sort of underlying inflammatory processes. And we worked on both of those and both of them have an impact on mitochondria. So as well as working specifically on those, we also supported the mitochondria for her. And her energy levels really rapidly increased. And she went from not exercising at all to doing kind of three sessions a week. Um, She was doing relatively gentle exercise. So she was doing yoga and Pilates mostly um, and walking. But she was doing those. She was doing that three times a week. And she was really managing, didn't feel like she needed recovery time anymore from that. She was doing really well with it. She was coping better at work. She was a mum, so she was able to be like a lot more present for her kids. She didn't feel tired by the time she got to the end of the week or the end of the day. And the change in her really was amazing to see. So really the mitochondria are so important for so many different clients. And that's just giving you two examples, but from the optimal health and longevity sort of clients right through to those immune health patients who have got a diagnosable condition, your mitochondria really are involved in so many different processes in the body. And it's really important to make sure that they are optimal. So let's look at my five top tips because we always like to give you something to go away with. So let's look at five top tips to support your mitochondrial health. So one would be antioxidant foods. So antioxidants are compounds in foods that decrease inflammation and neutralize this oxidative stress. So they're really gonna help to neutralize those free radicals that are produced from energy production. So that would be my first tip. And you can get as many of those in the diet as you can. 
My second tip would be herbs and spices. So getting lots of herbs and spices in. They're really anti-inflammatory. They're also antioxidant. And they have particularly useful benefits within brain health. So all herbs have got the ability to limit the damage from oxidative stress. And as well as their benefits, it also makes it easier to avoid, you know, processed sources. So if we're using herbs and spices to flavor food, we generally can avoid a lot of those processed sources and flavorings that we really we don't need if we're using those natural natural foods to flavor. Number three would be eating adequate protein and healthy fats. So these really help to maintain stable blood sugar level, reduce toxins, so both of which benefit you know, much lower inflammation levels and optimal mitochondrial function. And the healthy fats really allow mitochondria to thrive. So we know that when levels of DHA, which is a type of omega-3, are optimal, it's really hugely beneficial for brain health. And the brain is, is predominantly made up of fat. We need fats in the diet. A low-fat diet is not good at all for our brain health. Tip number four would be sleep. So while we sleep, a process called glymphatic flush occurs. And this is where the brain clears toxins and other harmful proteins. So things like tau and amyloid beta. And this process can only happen while we're asleep. So we really need this clearing detoxifying process to happen, but it can only happen whilst we're sleeping. So as well as the benefits of sleeping for actually, you know, for our energy and our adrenals and immune function, the things we regularly talk about, it's actually also really vital process when we're looking at mitochondrial support. And tau and amyloid beta have been linked in the in scientific research to the development of things like dementia and Alzheimer's. So this is really important to make sure that we are getting adequate sleep. Tip number five would be increasing organic plant foods in the diet. So increasing the different colors of vegetables and fruit in the diet, aiming for eight to 10 servings a day, mostly veg. So maybe eight veg and two fruit. Mostly with veg, a serving would be classed as half a cup. Um, for leafy greens, probably more like a cup. Cruciferous veg are particularly useful. So things like broccoli, kale, your collard greens, bok choy, rocket, those sort of foods are particularly useful for this. Your fermented foods as well are useful here. So sauerkraut, kimchi, those sort of things, they've got those prebiotic fibers in. And we will dig more into organic foods in another episode and the importance of those because it's something that I'm hugely passionate about but in short, we really want to reduce that pesticide and toxin exposure. And we want to get as many nutrients out of our foods as possible. And organic foods contain higher levels of those nutrients. And that's because of the soil that they've been grown in. So we will, of course, dig into the world of mitochondrial health a lot more in future podcast episodes. We'll also dig into some of these other points that we've brought up today. But hopefully this just shows you, gives you an introduction to mitochondria, helps you to understand what they are, and also how involved they are in so many different processes in the body, and why the mitochondria became one of the main pillars in my signature mitoimmune method. So if you want support with your mitochondrial health, it's, you know, in a really easy way, you can join our mitoimmune nutrition program. So this is four weeks of you get meal plans, recipe books, shopping lists, guides, videos, and a community to ask your questions in. And I will be dropping into that community as well to help answer your questions. So we'll drop the link for that below in this episode, but it really is, it's four weeks, it's done for you. And all the recipes in there are going to help save you time. We've got prep tips in there to help save you time so you can plan ahead. 
you know, shopping list. So it's just done. You can just go to the supermarket, get all the food you need to have those recipes cooked. All the recipes are really nice and easy and simple. And those meal plans are really going to help to support your mitochondria and your immune function. We'll drop the link to that below this episode in the show notes. And we've got uh, another guest episode for you next week. So I will see you then for now. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Good Health Podcast. Do share the episode with anyone who you think it may benefit or who may enjoy it and help me spread the word by rating the episode or leaving a review. If you want more, you can find other episodes in the series on your podcast app or sign up to my free newsletter. Not only will you get information on new episodes launching, but we cover lots of health topics with the Ask Nicole section where you can send in your questions, my favorite recipes, my favorite products, tips and tricks to help you on the road to good health and much more. You can sign up free of charge at nicolegoodhealth.com forward slash newsletter also linked below. I hope you have a lovely week. Don't forget to hit subscribe and I'll see you next time.